This is You're So Young, the podcast. Hey guys, in this episode, we have a special guest, Rudy. At a young age, Rudy was diagnosed with something called ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis is an inflammatory disease that over time can cause bones in the spine to fuse. Tori and I are so grateful that Rudy has decided to share his experience with us. During our conversation, he explains what it's like to live every day with his diagnosis and what he wished he knew when he was younger. Stay tuned for more. Okay. Got it. Got <laughs> so, it. We're recording in process. We're recording, guys. <laughs> so I'm sorry to cut you off, Rudy. What were you saying? No, no worries. Um, I, to be honest with you guys, I feel like ever since I got um, the vaccine that I felt like I've been in a flare. I don't know if it's in my head or what, you know, but I swear I have felt like I've been in more pain ever since but um so being like uh having covid now recently mm-hmm. it just makes everything hurt even more but what's weird is like since everything always hurts anyways you know i have a hard time knowing like am i sick or not you know mm-hmm. so it's really weird like <clears throat> my wife always wants to swap me and i'm like go ahead i just i always feel like this that's why it's not i don't have covid or anything and she'll always swap me and everything's fine and then this one time it turned a positive, you know, but I still felt the same as all the other times. And then once it went away, then I really felt like crap. You know, I, like you flew. Yeah. And I, I could totally relate to that because when I got my shots and my booster, it was the same thing. I was like, I'm, I, I kind of always feel like kind of like my body aches and stuff like that, you know? So I wasn't sure if it was like, um, like a, like a something that happened because of the uh, vaccine or was it just something I'm used to, you know, <laughs> like it's hard to differentiate it. That's the most annoying thing about an autoimmune. It's like, you can't, I wish there was like one thing I could pinpoint that sets me off and I can't like, I, I mean, I've had COVID twice and honestly, my body's never been the same after I had COVID the first time. And I can't yeah. really say whether or not the vaccine impacted me. And I know that that's a, a toss up too, because just like everybody reacts differently to medications, I'm sure everyone's going to, react differently to a vaccine, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten the booster. I don't know if I'm going to, because my mom, uh, she has a positive RA factor, but when she got the first vaccine, her symptoms that she was describing to me were very similar to like what I experienced when I had my first giant flare from having COVID the first time. So I was like paranoid (laughs) to get the vaccine. So I don't, I don't know. I'm still battling. I, I, I cannot get my hands to not swell. It's really annoying. Mm. That's wonderful news to hear that it doesn't go away. Great. <laughs> I, I mean, for some people, it might. I don't know. I just ordered CBD gummies. So I'm hoping that that maybe does something. But it's kind of just bizarre to me that I'm on three different medications for this crap. And I still feel the same as I did three medications ago. (laughs) Right. I think um, when we last spoke, um, I was telling you guys, I think that I had stopped taking um, the medication that I'm taking for my ankylosing spondylitis. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I was feeling fine at first, but then, oh man, like my body started feeling really bad, but I want, I wrote it out to see if maybe it's just kind of like withdrawing and then maybe I'll feel better once I'm off that medication. Um, it's Cymbalta, by the way, 20 milligrams. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest dose that they have. And um, man, after a month, I felt it, I felt terrible. Like everything just hurt worse, you know? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> so I feel like it actually is helping me, <laughs> you know? So I started taking it again and um, it definitely helps. I'm kind of glad I got kind of tested it a little bit, you know? Right. I don't want to be taking anything that I don't really need to. There's another one that I've been taking for 10 years called nortriptyline. And I was taking it at night Mm -hmm. and I stopped that one too. And um, 
it was for migraines and I didn't start that one back up again and I don't get migraines anymore. So at least I got rid of one. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Cause Laura really knows what it's doing to our body, but I feel like we should also backtrack a little bit of like introducing Rudy and explaining, you know, the autoimmune disease that you have. I know that we talked previously, but Josh and I had yeah. never heard of the autoimmune that you have. So why don't you explain to our viewers <laughs> what exactly the autoimmune disease is that you have? Cause I'm not even going to try to say it. I know I'll mess it up. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no worries. So my name is Rudy and I have this dinosaur disease as my friends like to call it <laughs> called ankylosing spondylitis. <clears throat> and it's um, an autoimmune disease that <clears throat> primarily affects like your low back and your neck. Just give it makes it feel like you have massive arthritis, but it also just affects everything, every joint, you know, in your body, everything just kind of hurts all the time. Um, <clears throat> Um, what did you want me to tell you about it? I mean, you just walk through, you know, how you were diagnosed, when you were diagnosed, you know, how long it may have taken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, I guess I've always kind of had like a low back and neck pain, you know, and I just figured it's from lifting things incorrectly or something. And, uh, <clears throat> Uh, went to the doctors for it and they gave me a bunch of pain medication for it. And um, that worked until it didn't work anymore, you know? And um, so then um, once I stopped taking that, I was still having <clears throat> major problems and massive pain. And um, a doctor finally said, um, have you ever seen a rheumatologist? And I didn't even know what that was. So um, <clears throat> she sent me to one and the rheumatologist tested me for uh, something called RLA-B27, some gene that people that have ankylosing spondylitis have it. But it's weird because not everybody that has the gene will have ankylosing spondylitis. It's kind of weird. but um, So he tested me for that and I was positive for it. And then he just started me on different medications, you know, like kind of trial and error. And um, None of them really um, helped me very much. The side effects were kind of gnarly, you know? <clears throat> so, um, like, just recently, um, um, like we were just talking about, I feel like I finally got one that's actually helping me, you know, which is that Cymbalta, the 20 milligrams. And I'm actually appreciating it more now. So it's like I'm still in pain. And I was expecting, you know, the, these medications to make it go away, but it doesn't. It, like, minimizes it. So <clears throat> I get that now and that's cool. You know, it helps me think better. It's not in pain as much, you know, so, but um, yeah. So anyways, when, um, when I was younger though, growing up and stuff and complaining about the neck and back pain, you know, um, nobody really thought about um, autoimmune type stuff, you know, and it was kind of just ignored. And I wish that, um, somebody would have guided me in that direction a lot sooner, you know, instead of being like in my thirties when I realized that. And, uh, so like I have a son and he says his neck, his back and neck hurt. And I'm all, dude, you got to go see a rheumatologist. That might be it. You know, yeah. maybe start treating it early instead of, you know, go take some pain pills or something, whatever, or some, um, I know, Josh, you were saying like different like herbs and medicines and stuff like that, you know? Right, right. So that can um, that can help sometimes, you know, but um, just like how you were saying, like, it's kind of just like a, a trial and error process and it can be a long process. Like you just finally found Cymbalta, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And it seems to be helping me, you know, better mm -hmm. than anything else that I've taken with least amount of side effects, which is pretty cool. It's like we were saying the side effects are always pretty gnarly for me anyways, on some of that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so as I'm getting older, you know, um, stuff is just stiffer. You know, my low back is always, um, <clears throat> is always in massive pain, but um, I've kind of like just moved certain ways, you know, um, so that I don't hurt it. But like just straight out getting out of bed, I can't just, you know, get up and I'm good to go or I'll torn, like tear my back up. So I have to get really slow, you know, and can't really do super like cool fast movements but <laughs> but nobody really knows you know nobody would notice or anything 
if I never said anything, you know, I've, I've kind of yeah. just to deal with it, I guess. I just kind of go with the flow. Fuck it. It's there. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my life, you know, mm-hmm. go with the flow. That's kind of how I roll. You know, talking to Tori now talking to you, I feel like that's just like the underlying thing here with like autoimmune diseases, like people that have them, we kind of just like keep it to ourselves, you know, like the world has other problems and we can just deal with it our, our own, but just hearing you and hearing Tori and like everybody else, it's just, it's just so interesting how we all kind of think alike in that aspect, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally. One cool thing I liked about your show, you know, it's like, oh, these people get it. <laughs> you know, like what I've been thinking about. I've never really talked to anybody about it ever because they don't get it. So what's the point? What's yeah. the point? Mm-hmm. It's so hard to try to explain to friends. And then it's like, oh, but you don't look like you're in pain. I'm like, yeah, because I don't really want you asking me what's wrong. And you know, you just want to try to live as much of a normal life as you can. And I think anybody who's really suffering with an autoimmune tries to do that because they're tired of this disease taking away their quality of life, you know, to whatever extent that it has. And yeah, I mean, what you're saying about getting out of bed, I've been having issues again. Like, you know, it's, it's so hard for me sometimes to even get like the blankets off of me because I can't just grab it and rip it off. Like I'm like using my whole arm and I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I go back to work tomorrow after being out on short-term disability and I'm nervous because it's the stagnation that, really impacts me so i just have to be more mindful of moving around and when you reached out to us rudy about how you know inspiring and like what you know the really kind words that you said about our podcast josh and i were just blown away because i you know that's the thing is we want to give a voice to people that are dealing with all types of autoimmunes because there's things i learned about josh's and now what you're going through and it's just a lot. It's a lot every day. And you have kids. How is that yeah. with having kids? Mm-hmm. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one cool thing about it, um, like, um, so on Thursday, so a week, one week ago, um, there mm-hmm. was a, a reggae festival here. Um, I'm out in Palm Springs right now. And there was a reggae festival in Joshua Treats nearby here. And I volunteered to help out. And so I was there 12 and a half hours doing physical labor, you know, and I I work at a desk. So, but um, I felt great the next day, you know, I was tired, but I actually felt better. So it kind of like taught me something, you know, I need to like do stuff. I need to like, I don't know, exercising sucks. I feel I'm not motivated to do it, you know, but that really like showed me that if the more that I move, the better that it is for me, which is what the doctors tell me, by the way. So. Makes sense. <laughs> it's funny you say that though, because I've started to get back into a workout routine. And even though it takes every bit of energy you have, first off, to convince yourself to work out and then to mm-hmm. actually get through each rep of the workout. But it's true, like the next day, I feel great. I went kayaking not last week and the weekend before, and I was full on expecting to be like dead in the water, no pun mm-hmm. intended. But <laughs> mm-hmm. but I felt great the next day. And it's like it's hard because it's such a mental game all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a battle against self, you know? And then when you can finally overcome that, you, you kind of do have those little victories. You're just like, wow, like I, I feel better doing this or like, I'm glad I did that. So I guess it's just like doing those little things and just celebrating those little achievements that like really help you, like motivate you forward in a way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Do your kids like understand when you're having say like a bad day or were a worse day over your typical bad days? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll ask me about my back. Let's say, you know, back hurting is your back hurting. I'm like, yeah, hold on. Just give me a minute. Give me a minute. You know, and I'll be good. So, um, but for the most part, they don't really care. (laughs) They're doing everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're busy, but that's okay. And um, one cool thing about them though. Um, so what I was, why I was bringing up that I was volunteering to help set up is, you know, my kids are on the go. And so I'm moving around with them and, and doing stuff. And they're always asking me to play and do things like that. And if I do, like, we just went to the pool, we just got back from that playing around in there later. She wants to go do something else. I don't know. So 
it's kind of cool. I don't know, you know, so it keeps me moving around and stuff instead of just sitting on the couch. Yeah. You know, I got to kind of fight through if I'm, if one thing that that's really sucks, I feel like one of the hardest things I get like tired, you know, and like get like brain fog, you know, yes. and I got to think sometimes. And sometimes I'm even like, I feel like I'm just too tired to talk, you know, like I don't, I just wrote a song called the hundred weight telephone. It's like, if I start to get in my head, cause I haven't talked to anybody for a few days. And then my phone's ringing and it's like, I just need to talk to this person and I'll get out of my head. Like talking to you guys about this is awesome. You know, helps get me out of my head, but I won't pick up the phone. It's like, I'm isolating, you know, it's the weirdest thing, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. I feel like sometimes I just don't even have energy to talk and pick up that phone. So I don't know if you guys ever get that. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally with you with that. Cause like, I, I look at the phone. I know I should pick it up, or I I just don't like you said. I don't have the energy like to just have that conversation, to have that one on one, and you have to kind of just use all your focus, and you just kind of want to rest. Like for me, like since I've got um, diagnosed over the years, I found it like I'll, I'll just um, take naps, you know, during the day because I just have that brain fog, like you're saying, you know, I just can't keep up with everything. So. Mm -hmm. I just wonder, like, am I just like an old person? Like, how do I, why am I losing so much energy at this age? You know, do yeah. the naps help? Sorry. Do the naps help you? Yeah. Yeah. They, they help. But like, when I first get up, I'm just so groggy. I'm just like, oh God, like, why did I take a nap? But then after like, you know, a half hour to an hour, I'll feel a lot better. I'm like, okay, I really needed that nap, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I'm a, chronic napper during work so I get like a 15 minute break in the morning in the afternoon then an hour lunch yeah. I'm always napping on those because it's the only thing that gets me through the day but I totally get what you're saying about the talking like I still have several text messages unread because I know it's gonna be more of a conversation and I just don't have the energy for it I, sometimes I don't even have energy to eat like just the thought of chewing is yeah. <laughs> I totally get that <laughs> I totally relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. And the brain fog is, yeah, it is a real thing because um, in my last relationship, I was at one point I was like, I feel like I don't even remember half of our relationship because I've just been such a fog. Like my memory is such crap. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's scary because you're like, you know, we're all still relatively young, like even yourself already, like, you know, and I think that's, the misconception in the medical field a lot is like, I feel like even if you went to a doctor and they and said, Hey, I think I have this, they may not have listened to you because and just wrote you off as you're too young. But yeah, I, you know, if there's anything that people need to realize, it's like, you're never too young to get anything. Look at kids that have cancer. I mean, come on. Yeah. So why is it so far fetched to think that a child could have an autoimmune? Right. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy how they deal with that in like the, the medical realm, you know, like, yeah, of course, if you're younger, they're not going to really pay much attention to those things, you know? So I, I totally get what you're saying. You know, it's more of like, oh, it could be an older person thing. But like you're saying, it's people with like chronic diseases, cancer at like younger than me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You say that. I, I remember them always saying like, oh, you're too young for that. Like, <clears throat> oh, you're too young for arthritis, you know, or you're too young to have neck problems or back problems. Yeah. And dismiss it. I yeah. Totally and I have a lot of friends with different autoimmunes and they all like a lot of them just feel crazy. Like, cause doctors make them feel crazy. And I'm like, no, find someone who's going to listen, which is also exhausting. It's like, you know, all these things that you need to do slash want to do, but then it's like, I don't have the energy or the fight within me right now to do all those things, even though I know I should, you know, and that's right. a whole other layer of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. So, see, that's what's cool about this show that you guys are doing. Cause like, I didn't think it like the eating thing is funny to me because everybody thinks it's funny that I don't really eat, you know, or like Rudy doesn't really eat. And yeah, it's like, sometimes I'm just like too tired to eat. Like, I just don't want to eat. I'm not into it. And you know what else too? Like pretty much all foods make my stomach hurt, you know, mm -hmm. even drinking water makes my stomach hurt. And so mm -hmm. that always kind of keeps me from not really eating as much because you know you're going to expect some type of pain so it's like right off the bat you don't want to like you won't want to do it yeah. So, yeah 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 
Yeah. Or I've been in like such severe pain where I'm just like, it takes over everything and I can't eat just because I'm in such severe pain. Like a couple years ago, because of being in so much pain and not having the energy to eat, I got down to the lowest weight I'd been since high school. And I never thought I'd see that number again. I was a stick in high school. I'm like, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) That was me in college. Yeah. I was like 125, like maybe two years ago, you know, that was 120 for me. Yeah. So that's so bad. And that was because I was so stressed out in school and I felt like I had a hangover. Right. But I was just in bed, like just holding my stomach, you know, cause I, I didn't, I couldn't eat or anything like that. Uh, when I got back, like, I started taking steps towards like getting healthier, but like, yeah, it's, it's totally a thing when your stomach hurts, um, you don't, you don't want to eat. Um, the biggest yeah. thing for me was like protein powder, like in, in college protein shakes, even though that was, that was horrible to do, you know? Right. Yeah. At least you're getting some sort of protein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like my, my thought, you know, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you know, vegetarians eat a lot of protein shakes like that. I'm too lazy to make them. I tried to to do that, but I just can't make them. Yeah, it's, it's like I even tried to do like a a food delivery service, kind of like HelloFresh, but it was called Sunbasket, and it's great. But I found myself being even more lazy, where I wasn't even going to the food store for things that I actually did need. I'm like, all right, I need to, <laughs> I need to stop this. <laughs> it's just a fun game you play with yourself all the time, right? <laughs> Oh my gosh. But Rudy, if there's something that you could tell somebody that might have a similar autoimmune to what you have or anything in general, like what's something that you would tell someone that maybe is a younger viewer that might be experiencing similar symptoms? I think it's important to see a rheumatologist, you know, like nobody had ever asked me to do that until like in my like thirties and that made all the difference. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, you automatically think uh, like orthopedic if your back is hurting, your neck is hurting. Yeah. But um, apparently, including myself, you know, I always have thought that too. But apparently, like sometimes it's a, um, you know, you need a different kind of doctor, you need a rheumatologist because there's some sort of biological stuff inside that's causing that pain, which is really weird to me, but <clears throat> it's real. It's totally real. It is. And it's like, have you not experienced these symptoms and all these things? And uh, would you have found a rheumatologist? You know, like, I just feel like everyone's not uh, educated enough, you know, to the point that they would go in and seek these people out, you know? Right. So I I think that's one huge issue. Yeah. Like I've always just thought, um, you know, I, I raced motorcycles and crashed cars and stuff, you know, flew out of a Jeep on the freeway. And I just figured that's why, you know, Hmm. but turns out it's not. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're like, so used to just like writing off stuff too, especially as we get older, like, ah, it's just part of this or whatever. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it sucks. (laughs) There's like no way around it. It just sucks. And I think everybody kind of goes through this grieving period too, where you're like, you keep trying to fight to be the person you used to be. And then you're like realizing, okay, I I can't keep fighting that way because I'm just continuing to fight against myself and disappointed that I can't be back to that point. So now it's like, all right, now where do I go from here now that I'm having to shift a mindset? And, um, you know, like I read all the time of people like their spouses end up leaving them or like their kids or their family members just think they're being lazy. And I think a lot of it has to do with that person can't really deal with seeing that person in pain. But I think, you know, ignorance is also another thing, which I don't know, like, I know I felt really alone going through everything. I don't know. How did you feel, Rudy, like when everything was happening? Did you kind of just like feel alone and like written off or? Um, I just remember being frustrated, you know, that I didn't get this rheumatologist option sooner, Mm -hmm. you know? um, So by the time that happened, um, I was already married and stuff. um, And I've never really talked about it, you know, like I never talked about it with my wife or anything like that. So yeah, I guess, yeah, it's all, I've just have been on my own with, with it always. Part of me even 
sometimes like thinks like it's all in my head still, you know, <clears throat> which like kind of feel, I feel like other people maybe think that sometimes. And so I feel like sometimes I think that too. Well, maybe I really don't have any of this and they're just wrong. Right. Yeah, that's, that's that was a big thing for me for a long time for like five, mm-hmm. 10 years. I'm just battling with, hey, is this actually a thing? Is mm-hmm. do I do I have like because no one else is getting and no one else is feeling what I'm feeling. It's not a normal thing. So I'm just kind of second guessing everything because I'm the only one in my experience, you know, going through mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I wouldn't really necessarily say I was lucky, but I was in the sense that my aunt has RA and, you know, I remember her complaining about her feet a lot and that's where it started for me where like, it felt like I had just like huge golf balls in the pads of my feet and could barely walk. So I think I'm lucky in the sense that I was able to be diagnosed so quickly, but then it was still the battle of finding a good rheumatologist after that, that really, I felt like I could work well with. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, that's funny that you mentioned that. So like my grandpa had rheumatoid arthritis and like um, both my aunts, I think have something similar like that. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever thought to tell me, Hey, you might have it too. Yeah. (laughs) It seems crazy to me, you know? Yeah. You know, how much we all keep it all in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're just like, don't even think it could be a possibility too. And then it's like, oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) right. Got a whole basket of fun in my gene pool. (laughs) (laughs) They're finding out, you know, all sorts of crazy shit that's going on with people these days. So, so much. It's it's crazy. It's kind of terrifying, honestly. Yeah, exactly. But cool that maybe they can address some of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like something that um, I do acupuncture. I've done everything for this thing, like <laughs> chiropractic, PT, acupuncture. And there's something called, I think it's like the vagus or vagus nerve or something. But it's vagus like it to vagus. It's connected to like everything in your body. So he's been putting like uh, needles here with like an electro thing attached to it to like mm-hmm. stimulate that. So I feel like that's been helping me um and also where exactly is it like right in your neck right there he's been putting it like here but i i'm not really sure to be honest with you um i would have to look it up because i can't even say the name of the thing correctly at the time (laughs) but i'm just curious but yeah no i mean there's a lot of research out there um and there's actually people with epilepsy that i was reading that they put an implant on that particular nerve and it helped them. So now they're kind of testing it with inflammation and they did test it in some RA patients and mm-hmm. it showed reduction um, in inflammation. So cool. yeah. And there's different ways to like stimulate that nerve. So I've been trying to like do that. One of them's like a cold shower. Another mm-hmm. is like humming or singing loudly. So, cool. and Rudy's a singer. Yeah. yeah. You just had a single, like new single come out, right? Yes, exactly. Want to talk about that? <laughs> awesome. Do that. Yeah, yeah. I've been working with um, the guys from Hyrie. It's mm-hmm. his cool reggae band, you know. Um, and like when they're not touring, they do like studio work. So they've been um, doing like uh, working with me. I'm writing songs and I'm doing the demos. And then <clears throat> I go in the studio with them and they record all the instruments with me. And I sing. We just went yesterday. I just did oh, awesome. another song too. Nice. Cool. But the song that just came out right now, um, it's called She Won My Love, which is about my little girl and how she's obsessed with me and always wants to hang out with me. And and I'm always like, all right, okay. okay." (laughs) It's kind of like an equal obsession that we have for each other. But I always wanted a little girl, so I'm super stoked about it. That's that's so awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I took took an old uh, Roots reggae song by Culture called (laughs) She Won Money. And the guy, I think, wrote it about his wife, like, always spending uh, their money. And so I changed the lyrics to, you know, make it a positive song about my little girl. Oh, I love that. Fun fun thing to do. And the new songs that we're doing now are a little more, like, reggae punkish. So it's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. I'm excited for when those come out then. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately saved your songs. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Blaine is the guitar player in Hyrie and he's been killing it. He's super, he has a big mohawk, you know, he even has the <laughs> punk rock look. It's perfect. 
But he's <laughs> awesome on the guitar. He's so good. So he was killing it yesterday. And then Andrew plays trombone in the band and he um, produces um, all like the songs and stuff. He does like Ayaterra or uh, not Ayaterra. Um, like uh, he's done Sensi Trails. He's mm-hmm. working with Tribal Seeds. Nice. <clears throat> does a lot of Arise Roots stuff. That's awesome. It's so awesome that you can do all these things, you know, just to break up the monotony and just forget about all the stuff that goes on, you know? Thank you. I I feel super blessed to have like these opportunities. Um, You know, that's one reason like why I've been going for it. You know, it's like, I'm worried, like, what if I, I know my grandpa couldn't play guitar anymore because his fingers, you know, and my fingers hurt all the time and I can still play guitar. I've picked up piano. You know, I've been teaching myself piano and stuff, throwing it in my songs. And I want to keep my my fingers busy because mm-hmm. I want to be able to use them as long as I can. You know, I was just thinking about my grandpa like this. That would suck. You know, that would just be a bummer to not be able to do that. So, And like we we're just talking about, like moving it um, really helps. You know, move it or lose it. Yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I do hand exercises like every morning before I get out of bed. Like I'll do this. Mm-hmm. And I'll do like the wrist rolls both ways. And then like, even like shaking it like that, just to yeah. get it moving and grooving. Cause I mean, my goal is to be able to pick up my violin again, but it's like the wrist position. It kills me. So it's like, I can only play like five minutes before it. Right. But that's your, the goal. <laughs> do your fingers hurt all the time too? All the time. They're all yeah. swollen actually right now. So all the time, that's like, that's the part that will not, and I actually have this like giant like bump right here like I can't straighten out my arm it's just like this giant inflammation pocket that I've had for three months now again (laughs) it is it is a real hoot (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah when I'm making music you know I'm not thinking about any of that stuff everything's all just flowing and just kind of magic out of my head forget about it you know we're just going for it. Yeah. It happens, it happens. Yeah. Okay. Just wing it. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like the important thing is to just go for it. You know, there's a concept called <clears throat> uh, paralysis by analysis. When you're thinking about something way too much and you never do anything. Right. Huh. Kind of sitting there paralyzed, uh, paralyzed, overthinking it. Yes. That's what I do. I'm yeah. really good at that. So I try to do the opposite. You know, saying like, you know, this thing, just go for it. You know, and if something goes wrong, well, you learned what to do for next time. Yeah, I totally get that. Like, I used to get in my head so bad. And then I'm like, okay, no, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> you guys ever heard of the three-second rule by Mel Robbins? When yeah. you drop something Recently, on the floor? yes. Yeah, you just That's go- a five-second rule. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that one works, too. <laughs> I, I put it up to 10. It's like something really good that I dropped. Yeah, <laughs> just to make sure, you know. I do that with my kids too. So, so the whole thing with the the three two one rule, the, mm-hmm. the three second rule is you you think of something you want to do or you just kind of like don't want to. You're dreading it and you just mm-hmm. count down three two one and you just get up and do it. And like a lot of times you just kind of break out of those thoughts, you know. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like creating new habits. She had another one too. I forget what the name of it was, but it's like the impact of like just a high five has. So I ended up drawing like a box on my mirror that was like high five here in my bathroom. So every time I leave, it's like, oh, girl. <laughs> I love that. That's cool. I trick myself all the time. It's fun. It's almost like an <laughs> affirmation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of what we go through is mental. It's, you know, it's just as impactful with that. So that's why. Like I noticed and kind of like Rudy, what you were saying before with when you're like recording and doing music and stuff and you're out of your own head, I tend to function so much better when I'm actually like kept busy with like a walk or just like whatever the case is. And I'm just out of my head because it spirals real quick the moment I get back in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then like I was telling you about the song where then the, my phone rings and it's like, here's my opportunity to get out of my head but nah, I'm not going to answer it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, Josh and I, the amount of times that we've said that to each other, like about this podcast, like, Hey, sorry, but am I, I was like, me too, bro. Like <laughs> phone goes both ways. So it's like, we you know, like I know I need to be better about the social media presence and stuff, but like, you know, him and I are both in school too. So between that and work and 
whatever. It's like some days I'm just like, oh, no, I got to, but I can't. <laughs> I get that. I yeah. know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked um, what you guys were saying about the napping, you know, like they were saying like one thing for ankylosing spondylitis is getting like sleep is really helpful for it. And um, I don't get a ton of sleep. You know, my kids wake me up really early and it's kind of nuts because when like the only time you really have is once they go to bed, you know, <clears throat> because now I don't have to worry about them anymore. And now I can find yeah. one thing, but by then it's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Mm. They're going to be up at six, sometimes five, you know, mm. so really I should just go to bed, but I kind of want some, you know, time to myself, you know, and hang out with my wife or whatever. So I don't get a lot of sleep and I do not nap. I'm not a napper at all because my head is just going a million miles an hour. And I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. And, but then my body sometimes is like, no, you can't, you can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I totally get that. Like you're done yep. with the day and you just want some time to yourself. And then I'll end up spending like till like two o'clock in the morning, just like doing I don't know, just stuff I want to do. And I go to bed and I'm just like, Oh my God, I feel like I have a hangover right now when I wake up. But it's like, how do you, <laughs> how do you balance that? It's just, I'm still trying to figure that out too, you know? Yeah. I kind of stopped trying to feel guilty about it. You know, like if I'm tired, I started just trying to listen to my body a little bit more within reason. Mm. And I mean, I test it out too. So it's like, if I sleep, like if I, I can fall asleep very quickly, but um, that's usually because of exhaustion. Now. <laughs> um, but if I sleep for like 10 minutes, like nap for 10 minutes, I'm good. But it's like, if it's 12 minutes, oh, too much, you know, like it's like that sweet spot. But, um, you know, something I do for myself too, is I'll take a bath in Epsom salt. And I found that that tends to help me sometimes, but I'll, uh, it'll be like dark in my bathroom and I'll put on some, like an acupuncture playlist that I found and just try to like, just do breathing, even if it's for like five minutes, just like close my eyes and breathe while soaking. And that helps me to just like reset my mind, but it takes practice. I mean, anything that we do takes energy that we already don't have. Like we're already going into our reserves every day, but it's like, you know, the more you practice it, the easier it gets type of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that though, like the, like the power nap kind of thing, you know, like your brain doesn't know, I guess if it's 10 minutes or an hour. <clears throat> yeah. Sense, but you got to get the sweet spot. I've heard. You do. Yeah. And it's like, you start training your body almost with that. So I think because I started like, even just like laying on the couch and closing my eyes for 10 minutes, whether or not I nap, at least it's like, I'm not opening my eyes, focused on something, you know, I'll just lay there and breathe. Like do deep breathing. And it's just yeah. so much, uh, I, when you do that, you, you kind of give yourself a little bit of like internal, like thinking, and you, you just kind of like be more mindful in a way, you know, yeah, just yeah. go back to your life. Cause sometimes I feel like if you don't just kind of go internally for a little bit, like you said, like life gets in the way and you you don't kind of pay attention to yourself and just things kind of go like off kilter that way, you know? Right. Like meditating is what it sounds like to me. Yes. Know? meditation session could be three minutes 10 minutes five minutes whatever <clears throat> but taking that time like you said to be mindful yeah, yeah. Really, one thing i noticed is like um like when i try to meditate for like five ten minutes i'll do this thing where like i kind of focus on like light and energy and like if if something hurts in my body like um, body pain or something like that you kind of just focus in that energy where it hurts mm -hmm. and i don't know like the mental thought of that kind of does this like help all that kind of uh, discomfort or something, you know, to an extent, just kind of being mindful, like my, my mind hurts. Like, let me just focus on that. And for me, that kind of helps, you know? Yeah, I get that. I totally believe that the mind is like a crazy thing. You know, it can, it can redirect that kind of stuff. I love it. I believe it. Yeah. No, I hardcore believe in that. And like, I'll kind of do the same similar thing like where I'll focus in and I'll focus on like moving out that bad energy too. Um, and there's a lot to be said for that mind body connection. And I say it all the time. I mean, how often do you see people that are fine one day and then they find out they have cancer the next, and then they're just on a downward spiral. So there is a lot of power to the mind in mindfulness. And I know that I'm someone that always had a hard time quieting my mind 
And that's why I kind of more so got into like just different types of breathing methods so that I can focus on counting with the breaths. Like even if I'm holding it for a little bit so that my mind's not wandering like too much. It has something to focus on. Right. Yeah. But I feel like when you have an autoimmune, you just get so not necessarily intentionally, but like you just disconnect yourself from your body because it's just like, you don't want to be in this constant state of pain, but really, unfortunately, like diving into the body is what you need to do to bring it all together. And, and yeah, I get that. Like I I try to like ignore it. Like, um, Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the weird things that you get with um, this spondylitis is, um, like heel pain. It's this weird pain in like the heel of your foot, you know? Mm. And, um, uh, like I have it right now and I just kind of like ignore it. But sometimes like there's been a few times today where it's just been crazy, like piercing. And I'm just like, fuck, and I'm all, this is real, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to like, kind of go with the flow here, but fuck, this hurts. And like, then I think like, what if it gets worse than this? You know, then I'm not going to walk. That's not. Yeah. Crazy. Is <clears throat> it like that? Like, uh, I'm trying to explain it. Like almost like spiky pain. And it's like really sensitive, but like I can't describe it. But I also have some types of heel pain sometimes. Um, I like the one I'm experiencing right now is um almost like I don't know, like a knife or something is going in. Okay, yeah. Mm. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, we <laughs> we lost Rudy, guys. You and I just made the same face. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. Maybe we'll get him back. <laughs> we'll just wait for maybe a second. Maybe his, his maybe his um computer died. Oh shit. We might have had him on there for too long. Let me see. Well, I guess I'll wait for his email, but that sucks. Yeah. That was I know what he talks about with that heel pain. It is to a point. It is gnarly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> like <leading. laughs> hey! That time it was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like the one time. Like usually it's my fault. Yeah, well, sorry about that, guys. Are you no good? Worries. No worries. <laughs> my, um... My laptop died, I guess. I have it plugged in, but it's also plugged into an audio interface and to a 49-key keyboard that are also being powered by it. So I think that probably sucked up all the chips. <laughs> it might have. It might. <laughs> I, know, I don't notice that either because all my things are set up on my little laptop with the smallest battery. So like, I totally get oh. you. <laughs> Yeah, I can't find the battery that came with my um that came with my 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 laptop, the the charger thing. It's got like a bigger one, you know. I've just been using a small mm. one, but I think gotcha. even with the small one having all that crap plugged into it is not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear me okay on this thing? Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, okay, cool. So, anyways, yeah, it's like a burning pain. So like like a hot screwdriver or something kind of like goes into my back of my leg there like where my achilles tendon is kind of mm-hmm. yeah uh, is that what yours is like or is yours different sometimes that? yeah it yeah it's hard to remember because it's not happening right now but like i it almost to a point felt like um if someone took like a cheese grater too to like my heel mm-hmm. and like that oh, sensitivity yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now recently, my new thing is that my left knee likes to give out. It's just like, oh, <laughs> just oh, kidding. You want to oh, walk cool. thick again, you know, type of deal. So that's been. Oh, man. And you guys want to <laughs> ignore this pain, but it's just like, it's so prominent in during the day. It's like, how can I? And then, <laughs> and Especially then you when just... you're about to eat shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Ignore that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Like, I kind of like, you know, try to ignore it and just kind of go with the flow. But sometimes, like I was saying, like today, <clears throat> there's times where it's like just sharp shooting, crazy pains, you know, and I'm just like, damn, I can't ignore this. And then I get a little scared, you know, I don't know. I'm like, what's it going to be like, you know, in 20 years or something, 10 years. And the doctors tell me that my prognosis is good. So 
my doom and gloom brain just tells me that I'm going to be in a wheelchair, you know, in 10 years and stuff, but I'm sure everything's going to be fine. You know, but I really think physical activity is, is the key for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that like, and I, that's something I've been working on. is actually my lower back. Cause I, it, oddly enough, I've noticed that if I start strengthening my lower back or do things mm-hmm. or stretches that involve that, mm-hmm. everything else kind of feels better. Mm-hmm. So that's also been like a weird thing. But yeah, but I always joke if I'm in a wheelchair, I wanted to have a subwoofer and I wanted to have hydraulics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about the spinners? Cool. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have spinners too. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna be pimped out in my there's pimp my car, pimp my ride right. was. Now it's gonna be pimp my wheelchair. <laughs> so you're like me with the wheelchair thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so I'm so scared because they actually say my disease is very aggressive for somebody as young as I am. And I'm like, dope. Great Love being awesome. an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> you're so, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's but, just scary yeah. when you hear things like that. But like it, like you're saying, like just being more physical, like working on your lower back, like those can like just lessen things and maybe like even slow things down. You know, I know um, like you're talking about lower back um, when I started just massaging areas that were inflamed um like my digestive system just started working a lot better you know and i didn't do anything much else than that so i really believe what you guys are saying with like just physical ailments you know yeah it's weird it's like it's also trial and error with that it's like the least likely things and you're like ha i feel kind of good today it's like what the hell differently You know, one thing that's that I could relate to what you were saying earlier, um, Tori, was that like you're saying, like, what is it like that what um, makes it hurt or something? And you're saying, like, you don't really know. I don't know if you were if you were specifically relating it to foods or not. But um, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I struggle with. Like they'll say, you know, certain foods give you inflammation. <clears throat> yes. It's like, I don't know. It's, everything is like supposedly bad for you, you know, but this is good for you. Like like eggplants maybe supposedly can cause inflammation. They say, yeah. So, Am I not supposed to eat that? Coke, like sodas, you know, can cause yeah. inflammation. So like nightshades, which are like potatoes, um, eggplant, tomatoes, things like that. Peppers, um, they those tend to be inflammatory. Mm. Um, nightshades, is that what you call it? Yeah, they're called nightshades. Nice. I okay. don't recall. Yeah, it. I heard that too. I didn't know what yeah. that was. It's like, it's like how I think it's grown. I don't know. Don't quote right. me on that. Okay. But yeah, look up nightshades. It's a real thing, I promise. Um, okay. Yeah, I know it's like when I drink alcohol, uh, I love IPAs. They don't love me. Um, <laughs> that It definitely gets worse with that. But something that is very common with people with autoimmunes is this thing called leaky gut, mm. which essentially means that the gut, our gut bacteria doesn't operate like a healthy person's does. So things are getting through like the walls that shouldn't be, which is causing a pro-inflammatory response in your body. So yeah, I've read way too much for my own good about, (laughs) about this stuff, but I I believe in that. Like I highly believe in gut health, to be honest with you, just, I mean, that's where you're getting all of your, you know, resources, you know, it's breaking down all those foods for your system to operate well. So Tori, Tori always tells me that your gut is your second mind. Yeah. Supposedly serotonin is developed like in your gut. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. And that's why like, I've very much been reading more so about that mind body connection. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I think I like to look at the gut as like a gas tank of a car. So it's like you need to feed it the right things in order for your system to work properly. Right. Yeah. Um, and like we're yeah, talking. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're just talking about like how disconnected we could be with an autoimmune disease and your body, you know? So it's just like, I feel like for us, it's even more so um, we should be doing these things, you know, just being more mindful. Yeah. I always say if I had somebody that could like just cook for me, shit i need anything yeah you know? <laughs> but like just the idea of like chopping something i'm like oh, maybe maybe tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah you told me like we, sometimes to be chopping and your wrists would be hurting you right all the time oh man yeah we order food you know like all the time 
and I don't even eat it oftentimes, you know, it just kind of sits there. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> my stomach just hurts. It just doesn't sound good, you know. But if it's like ice cream, most of the time I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, like yeah. that one is okay. I'm good with that. <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> I know yeah. that feeling. You just look at the food and you're like, it's like it's steaming, it's ready to go. And you're just like, I don't feel like eating. You know, my stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just I, it's not going today. I just sorry, you know, as, as good as it looks, <laughs> it's gonna leave it for later, guys. Sorry, right? Yeah. yeah, I wonder if my little boy is like that because he's if he has anything going on with his gut, you know, because he's kind of like that too, where he eats when he's ready to eat. Yeah, and, like, wonder if his stomach hurts. Just kind of trying to think of outside of the box, you know, as opposed to yeah. maybe just wants to go play and it doesn't feel like eating right now or. Is his stomach right. hurting? Right. Yeah. Right. And you know what? He's he's really lucky to have you as a father that understands everything that he may be going through. And you're a lot more conscious and you can make these moves that maybe you wanted to make earlier in life, you know? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for that. Um I'm trying to use like my experiences, right? Mm. You know, and and pass them on to my kids, maybe. But I always want to help avoid any type of pain for them you know physical mental just whatever i just want to have everything be perfect for them you know it's just not realistic but if i can share some of this stuff with them and maybe think outside of the box a little bit maybe we'll help them you know in the future with whatever it is you know pain or whatever yeah no i mean that's like yeah like josh said that that's awesome because you know, at least he has a support of you, whereas, you know, some other parents might just, you know, write it off. But yeah, like I know for me personally, I was kind of screwed from the start to have an autoimmune aside from it being genetic. Um, mm-hmm. I was on a lot of antibiotics as a kid. That's usually not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had mono as a kid, <laughs> so the Epstein-Barr virus. I had a very typical American diet. So it's like, I was kind of like, set up to eventually yeah. just need that one little last piece to really set it off so you've been on a roll yeah, yeah. you know it's just it's, it's been a time <laughs> <laughs> but you know i think having what we go through makes us definitely more compassionate as people for other people you know all these other people that are dealing with the invisible disease as they call it because we don't have a broken arm or broken nose or something that most of the time you could physically see and then to describe the pain as a whole other ball game. So, yeah, you know, the, the first time that, um, I've heard somebody address, you know, this, these types of autoimmune diseases was from, um, my wife and I used to watch the Shaws of Sunset. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you ever heard of that show. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, the girl, um, Gigi on there, she has a rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. And she started talking about it on there. And she was like always referring to like these silent warriors. And I didn't know what she was talking about. And then I finally started figuring it out, you know, and I was like, oh, I get what she's talking about. And so I was kind of the only person that I've really heard ever talk about it other than you guys. So it was kind of cool. But it did start getting me to uh, to think a little more, you know, about what's going on. Maybe it's not all in my head. And this is like a real deal thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like think- when we finally start talking about it, it's like, okay, now it's a real thing. It's not like, like you said, it's in your head. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully someone hearing your story too, that might have a similar disease, but not know what's going on. Hopefully that sparks them to think, oh, okay. It's not in my head. Like there is something more going on. Cause at the end of the day, we're the ones living with this mm-hmm. day in and day out. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. If somebody can maybe get to, the right doctor and get the right treatment at an earlier age. That would be awesome. Yeah. And even in this day and age now with telehealth, I feel like it's going to hopefully open up more doors to find maybe not necessarily a doctor in your own town, but like, okay, maybe you have to travel to them for a little bit, but you know, at least you could live a relatively normal life if it's the right fit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, technology and Zoom has really opened up doors during the pandemic. I mean, 
I know like I, my sister would just like open her mouth and like, they'll tell her what's going on in her throat. You know, like you got this going on, like eat that. Yeah. This. It's, it's really cool. So like, yeah, like Tori, like you're saying, like, I just hope it just gets better and better, like how treatments go and as technology progresses, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I experienced that as well, where they were asking me, okay, open your mouth, stick out your tongue, you know, and it's like on, on zoom or whatever. <laughs> I think it's great. I just hope insurance oh, yeah. companies continue to like cover that and, and keep that route. Cause insurance companies, you know, <laughs> <laughs> And even teletherapy, like I've done that. And that's so much like more convenient than going to the office and having to do that. So if that's something anyone listening um, is kind of on the fence about, you, you actually don't have to go in. You could just do it right on Zoom. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome to do that. Yeah. That's what keeps me sane half the time, so. <laughs> and like educating yourself, I feel like. The, the overall thing that I'm learning from everyone that I, I've spoken with, with another autoimmune disease is just like knowing more about things, you know, just like, yeah, like things start happening to you, but like all of a sudden, like, you don't know where to go for information. You don't like, what's the next step. You're just like, Oh my God, Holy shit. Like until you finally kind of trial and error, find things, you know, and it, that's right. just kind of a hard thing to, to deal with, you know, in that, in that way. Um, right. And Rudy, if you have any resources that like have helped you, by all means, send it to us because I think we might also post this on YouTube. So we could always put that um, on there for other people to suss out if you have anything or even you know, things that I you got, do for yourself. I got you guys. And Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Like I said, I, I never talk about it, you know, like I, I, I would like to get more involved, you know, and, and learn more about it. So like I said, this is the first time I've really ever talked about it. So uh, I mean, if you ever have anything down the line that you think would help yeah. our viewers for sure, send it our way. Okay, for sure. We can wow. even do like another uh, round of this, you know, we could absolutely yeah. doesn't have to be a one and done deal. Rudy, we love uh, talking to you, you know, yeah. so if you ever want to get back on. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. I'm sorry, my battery died. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, Zoom's about to kick us out again. So, yeah. Rudy, I'm sorry about this whole okay. thing. Yeah. Oh, it no, gives you guys some. Um... Yeah, countdown. <laughs> I don't see one. Do you see one? I uh, have it on my. You just computer. got one. Okay. <laughs> I thought yeah. I was the only one that's nice. No, but Rudy, is there anything that you want to add before Zoom says nah? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. This is really cool. You know, this is another cool thing about um, Zoom stuff is I get to, you know, meet you guys, even though we haven't met in person. Like, I feel like I totally know you guys. And this is Absolutely. really cool. This is a really cool experience. And it's cool to talk about, you know, what I what drew me to all of this was I wish that I had known about this stuff when I was younger. Right. And I didn't. And mm -hmm. so I had to suffer for a really long time and go through <clears throat> opiate addiction and all that stuff while trying to figure it out. So if other people that are younger can, you know, get exposed to possible treatment, you know, sooner, that would be just cool. So I'm willing to talk about it. And that's why I reached out to you guys. It's like, Hey, this would be cool for you. I'm in, let's do it. Awesome. We, we are so grateful that you wanted to do this and we're just, yeah. it was such a delight to talk to you, you know? And like, um, you know, you're over, you're on the other side of this whole, whole thing. You kind of figure some things out. And I'm just so grateful that you want to share that with us and like our viewers and then anyone else that want to listen and just find out more about themselves. Because talking to you, I found out more about myself. You know, it's it's very interesting how this all works. Wow, that's so cool, man. Yeah, we're all just helping each other out, you know, just talking. I love it. Heck yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so much again, honestly, and for supporting us because it really does mean the world to us. And Hopefully there's something for all of us down the line that we can live without pain or the most minimal pain that we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the goal. You know, I can yeah. just manage for me, just managing what I got going on. Yeah. Dancing in the rain. <laughs> exactly. And so you could keep making dope music. So exactly. Yes. Yeah, keep my mind off of it. Thank you for saying that, by the way, I really appreciate that. And thank yeah, you so much guys, for, for doing this for me. 
I'm super grateful. It's really stoked meeting you guys. No, it's awesome to have you. And we'll actually, we'll put the, your song, um, in the comments too, or whatever yeah. it is, whatever the technical yeah. term is so that people Thank can you. enjoy the music as much as we have. I'll put a link in the that. YouTube. Um, no, it was just, yeah, it was just awesome. And I, I can't wait to like hear your music and probably see you yeah. at like a festival or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't oh, wait yeah. to meet you guys in person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I guess this is it. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at You're So Young. Until next time, be sure to take care of yourselves and each other.